This is Star Wars in Character, the podcast that takes a closer look at some of the elements that make up the Star Wars universe. Backstories, histories, and details you never knew, wanted to know, or ever need to know. Now here are this week's panelists of Star Wars in Character. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Star Wars and Characters slash The Best of Fives. Where we talk about things we like about Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. Now we're talking about The Last Jedi, our, our, our top five things we love about Last Jedi. Which? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I wrote down seven. Hey. Progress. There so, you go. <laughs> That means something, but yes, we are joined again with Jeff McGee. Uh, Hello. I am I'm I'm super happy to talk about the Last Jedi in this way because Last Jedi has I I, I it, Last Jedi is much more controversial than any of the prequels. I think yeah. in terms of people being divided, it 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 kind of is almost like political. It's like it's like it's almost like Trump Hillary. Uh, action here, like you, you're on one side or the other, and there is no in between, all or nothing. But uh, so I'm, I'm really happy that we're keeping it positive, talking about things we like. Well, I actually bought this the the, the DVD the Blu-ray when it came out, like that Tuesday. I I, I bought it because there's all kind of cool um, documentaries behind the scenes shit. However, it's on my shelf here, not open yet. <laughs> How do you know the documentaries are cool? Because I heard all about him. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I got it on iTunes. It re- released there and watched uh, uh, quite a bit. I actually uh, did a guest spot on Coffee with Kenobi talking about the special features on it, so I had to dive into all of those quicker than I normally would. Uh-huh. But I can vouch for the fact that they are really cool. The, you, you should open it up, Chris. The, the features on it are, even if you don't care for the movie, the features are insanely interesting. Well, that's what everyone's and, saying. Uh, like it's, there's, it's so good. The features are so fantastic. Even if you had doubts about the movie... This changes your like outlook on it because of what they went through and what they did to make this movie. Well, and Ryan Johnson's enthusiasm for the for the material really shines through. And full disclosure, The Last Jedi is at the moment my third favorite Star Wars movie of all time. Hey, I loved this film. I loved, loved, loved this movie. To quote, who was it? Was it Roger Ebert or <laughs> who used to say that? Um, love, love, love. I, I really, really get a lot out of this. I find that it's really dense. And, you know, we talked about The Last Jedi being one that I don't go back to as often. Uh, I mean, The Force Awakens. Uh, the Last Jedi is one that I've gone back to over and over again because there's just, it's dense. There's a lot to unpack in it. How many times did you being presented. How many times did you see it in um, theaters? In the theater? I only saw it twice. I Me saw too. The Force Awakens, okay. Rogue One, Solo, and The Last Jedi twice in theaters because it's just, it, it's tough to get to the movie's more than once these days for me, uh, and especially now that you know Movie Pass is going the way of the the, the dodo. Oh, don't um, say the M word around Tim. I'm yeah. pissed. <laughs> and, and yes, Movie Pass did buy Movie Phone, so there you go. Did they really? Yes. Uh, and yet it's another like, like jump, business. Justin movie. Timberlake buying My MySpace. Yeah, but uh, no, I, I did. I saw that. What I usually do with the with the uh, the trilogy films, the the saga films, is I will go. I'll get. Two tickets for opening weekend. I'll go opening day to see it in 2D. Then the very next day, I go see it in IMAX 3D. 
Hmm. Uh, because I want to see it in 2D first because I don't want to have the encumbrance of the the glasses, but I do want to see it in 3D because it's Star Wars and they all look really cool. Yeah. Um, so that that's that's my play with these. Very nice. I uh, I also really like the Last Jedi for a lot of reasons, and and I'll go into that as as we go through the five. But I, I'm one of those people that I. I, I I like this a lot more than I like the, the Force Awakens. Uh, I just I just think this is a fantastic film. Could they could they have done better? I yes. Do I understand what some people's uh, criticisms are of it? Oh, definitely. Uh, but uh, I, what we were, what we received, I think, is is also a fantastic uh, piece of storytelling. Chris. I I enjoy I enjoy scenes from this movie. <laughs> I I still know exactly. No, yeah, there there's scenes there's there were scenes in this movie that I think are fucking phenomenal and fantastic and like holy shit that was awesome. He loves the crawl. <laughs> the but I still and remember. He loves. He loves dun, 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 at the end. Everyone remembers where they were when JFK got shot or Elvis died. I remember. Exactly. Where were you, Chris, when when JFK was shot? I was nowhere around. <laughs> He was in utero. <laughs> People who were alive when that happened remember. I remember how I felt when this movie was over, and that will be with me forever. And and that's that's all I'm going to say. Okay. <laughs> I all think right. you know we we talked a little bit about it in the show on the Last Jedi about how our feelings about that film may change once Episode Nine comes out. And I feel like if if Episode Nine is handled properly and goes the way I think it's going to, I think a lot of people are going to have to reevaluate their feelings on this film. I think a lot of things that people don't like about this one are going to make a lot more sense once the, once the saga is completed. Well, is did you hear all the rumors that um, Ryan Ryan Johnson did shit to say fuck you to Abrams in this one, and now there's going to be rumors that Abrams is going to do shit in the next one to say no, like no, no. Okay. no. They, they, fired, they fired Lord Miller when Han when the solo film was almost finished shooting. You think they're going to let a director go rogue and get away with something like that on one of the, the main titles? No. Yeah. Don't yell at me, Jeff. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm tired, <laughs> Stupid Chris. I'm, I'm tired of all of that. It just it, it makes my ass hurt. <laughs> we're, we're like your ass cheeks or your ass hole? Yes. Both. <laughs> well, the whole entire ass area. All right. He's, Jeff has been eating uh, a lot of ghost peppers. Ooh, yeah, ouch. Shit. that fire hole over this whole thing. Yeah, I think I think the I think the some of the fanboys that 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 want to bitch and complain about Ryan Johnson, I think some of the fanboys uh, truly think the director really has a say in a lot of things. Uh, when it, it it truly is the studio and the and the and the executive producers that. We'll step in and say, ah, na, 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 ah, 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 ah. <laughs> Who are they, Newman? <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, uh. But, uh, but yeah, so I, I, I think, I think Ryan Johnson was probably a pleasure to work with. He seems like a genuinely cool dude. I, I, I have a feeling that he was, he was very, uh, very amicable on the set. And, and I, I know that he, he and, he and JJ Abrams, Talk, at least had discussions during the, the the during the script writing thing, so that things could be a little cohesive. Um, but I, I don't I don't know what the final story arc is. I, I know 
they had a, they had a story arc written, so there 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 was an outline of um, okay, this is this is this movie, this is this movie, and this will be the next movie. So, I think a lot of the stuff that happened in this movie was predetermined, probably even before Force Awakens rolled film. Anywho, but uh, we're what talking about these is that they they come to the screenwriter and in this case, who was also the director Ryan Johnson, and say, look. This is where this is picking up. This is point A. This is point B. This is where you need to get to. What you have to have at the end of the movie is this, this, and this. How you get there is up to you. And, of course, everything has to be vetted through the story group and everything, but I kind of feel like he's given, especially I feel like Ryan Johnson was given quite a bit of leeway because he is such such an accomplished filmmaker that he probably had a little more free reign than, say, Lord and Miller might have. They're like, we need more nipple in this than we've ever seen <laughs> before. This needs to be, we need to free the nipple in The Last Jedi. Wow. So anyway. Let's get to our list, Every Yeah, our, <laughs> this is our top five. Now we had we had uh, Jeff go first uh, on The Force Awakens. I'm going to go first this time. Okay. Unless you want to go first. No, you go first, I'll go next, and we'll save. Get the, sloppy seconds, and then. We'll save the best for last. <laughs> I'll, I'll get dirty thirds. <laughs> yeah. Dirty 30. Uh, okay. So my number five favorite thing. Now he was introduced in the force awakens, but he really turned into a fantastic character that you love to hate. And you love to laugh at general Hux. Uh, <laughs> I meant that in a nice way. <laughs> he, in the first, in the first one, he's just, is just a general. You know, it, you could tell he's relatively incompetent, but his incompetence and his smugness and his and and just his his uh, ambition but lack of talent really comes through in in this one. And I and I loved every moment of it. I love that we that we finally got a smug uh, General Veers like character back, and and I and, and I loved how he was. He was, uh, you know, knocked over. He was, he was, he was kind of like Wiley, uh, Wiley Coyote, to, <laughs> Yipes. Uh, to, to uh, Kylo Ren, uh, knocking him around. He was, he was, he was like, it was like a little punching bag. And I, and I loved it. I thought, I thought it was funny. I thought the the opening scene was funny with uh, Poe Dameron, uh, where oh, Hux on, the, on the phone call. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I loved it. I, and, and Hux was just so great because eh, he, he just. Can you hear me? <laughs> he's, he was just so long-winded in in uh, spitting out his uh, his his uh, venom at uh, Adam, and it, it was just it was so funny, so good. Hucks, fantastic character. I can't wait to see what happens. He's he's gonna die in the next one. He's gonna, but he's gonna have a glorious death, hopefully. Uh, but I, I I'm looking forward to to seeing what happens with him in the next one. I love him. I, I predict his death involves him slipping on a banana peel based on <laughs> his uh, his character in the Last Jedi. <laughs> It, it 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 may be something like that, like he like he slips on a jogan fruit and uh, gets impaled on on one of the sides of uh, Kylo Ren's lightsaber. That's your number five, Tim. That, my number five, General. Hux. All right, I feel horrible going next and telling you what my number five is. General Hux. No, because this this scene it made me smile. It made me laugh. It was kind of cute in like a in like a sad way and we all wondered which one this was was it family was it a brother was it a sister 
Was it was it a, mo- a mother or father? Um, when Chewbacca ate that porg, <laughs> 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 but he didn't eat it. But we, he wasted. We, he killed he just it. Cooked it. Yeah, he cooked it. Killed it. Cooked it. Didn't didn't eat it. So did, I think died did for he, nothing. Did he throw it back? Yeah. yeah. But maybe he went back for it. <laughs> I would hope dirty in at, at that point. Maybe he just there washed it underwater. Children starving on Jakku. That I would did, that would be happy to eat that porg. Everyone loves the porgs, and it was just a, a different, cute little, weird scene to watch. And and we all we all wondered was the was the porgs watching? Was it the kids? Uh, was it, it was a relative, or, or or were they hungry? Did they want some of it? <laughs> Maybe they were saying, "Hey, you going to share that?" Yeah. Right? Yeah, they, they were all orphans. They were like, "More, please." <laughs> what we didn't see was a scene right before he killed it, where that porg was going, "I'm not dead yet." Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, shit. I'm feel happy, but no, I'm, I'm, he's 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 just cute, and the things watching him eat it. And are you gonna? It's it's weird. Like, are you sad because he's eating it, or are you sad because that was that that was Bobby? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, yeah, I I I find it offensive that that he didn't eat it because, like, let's say that that was their that said that that was their mother that he killed, and he he literally killed it cooked it in front of them and then wasted it it's like she died for no reason at the very least just explain listen she's dead already and i'm alive and i want to stay alive i'm going to eat her to stay living but after your your awesome comment about hucks and then i say about a big turkey leg i don't know (laughs) (laughs) my my list is going to be pretty weak i hope i actually i hope at uh i hope at star wars land because you know how they they serve those big turkey legs in, oh, in Disney. Oh yeah, yeah. Barbecue pork. I want them to to cut. No way, no the, way. I want they're them to do cut, that. I want them to cut the the <laughs> end part off and stick two little pork feet in there. Oh my god, that would be the greatest thing ever. I they would, would make. Ten, they ten would make millions. You also terrorize, terrify every child that comes through that place. Have it in adults only establishment. With all the hookers, have this yeah. there too. Okay. Yep. Have all the, <laughs> have all the Twilight strippers and <laughs> and pork on a stick. That's 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 what I want to see in Star Wars Land. Listen, it's most it, the Star Wars been around for forty years. Most of the people who are fans of it are adults, and we would like to see aliens take their clothes off while eating meat. Ooh, literally. <laughs> <laughs> yes, literally. I would like to eat meat while watching an alien take her clothes off. <laughs> I'm, I'm, Let's have someone more mature go next. All right, Jeff. <laughs> okay, uh, my number five is a moment uh, near the end of the film, and I like I love this moment because it it's the message of the resistance in a nutshell. It is the the mission statement of the resistance, and it's after uh, Rose has slammed into Finn's uh, skimmer, knocked him off course. She calls him a dummy. Dummy. Yeah, and he's he you know he says you know why did you do that. And she she looks at him and she says, "I saved you. That's how we're going to win. Not by Dummy. killing what we hate, but by saving what we love." And that, Dummy. yeah, and and that that moment it was such a such a genuine moment. And I like Kelly Marie Tran's performance in that scene was was wonderful. And it's just such a, a nice heartfelt moment. And it really is, like I said, it, it is sort of the mission statement of the the resistance, which is now, I guess, the rebellion. Again, rebellion two in a nutshell, and I just thought it was a nice moment, and it it gave the whole thing a little bit of a uh, little bit of weight, a little bit of gravity. Dummy, you um, big dummy, <laughs> you big dummy, <laughs> Elizabeth, <laughs> get him in the trance. I'm coming, Elizabeth. 
I I don't I don't understand the the backlash against her. I I think I, I liked her character. I liked I liked that she <laughs> that she was earnest. That she wasn't she wasn't jaded. She was kind of like Luke Skywalker in the first one. I care, dummy. Yeah. Um. So there, I, I I liked her. I liked I liked she was she was the optimistic one. She had just her sister had just died. I think did did she say that her parents were dead also? I can't remember if she said anything about that. Her parents. I assumed that they were though because everybody's parents are dead in these movies. But her her only family is has literally just died, and she still has a positive outlook, uh, and and has and has respect for humanity. And and I, I I do I like that about her character, and I I I think that she is a great addition to the cast. While you can say you can say what the motivations were, uh, or not not motivations, but how she, how she was used as whatever her mission was in in the thing. You can complain about that whatever you want, but I, th- I think I think as a character, I think she's a good one. I, I agree, and and uh, you know, going back to the fact that. You know her her only living resource and her only living relative died. She didn't hesitate to give the hazy and smelt to DJ when yeah. he needed it. Didn't even hesitate. So that tells you about her commitment to the cause. She so who smelt it dealt it. All right, where are we at now? <laughs> number four, Tim's number four. Number four, Tim. My number four. This is where I lose all credibility here. No oh, shit. Oh, this is where you lose. All- <laughs> <laughs> I DJ's stutter. No, I, I think that's that's pretty neat, no, pretty cool. No, I'm I'm gonna no nope no. Huh. <laughs> We're gonna have to agree to disagree on this one. <laughs> DJ's stutter. I I, I think I did it. Despised it. I I I I liked. See, I, I like I like Benicio del Toro. To start with. I think I love Benicio del Toro. And I think I thought that that was just a great, uh, this little quirk of a character. I like the character. I, I have if he, if he comes back in the next one, I'll be surprised. But you never know. It all it it all depends on on what on how they what the timeline of the next one is. Like if they start the next one nine minutes after this one. But I think uh, I, I I thought I thought that the stutter was was kind of a cool little like character quirk and. It set, it set him apart from everybody else a little bit, and it didn't need to be there. He could have done all the same things, and he could have spoke very eloquently, but he he made this choice to give him this stutter, which, even though speech impediments by nature are not uh, are not supposed to be unsettling, but there's something about that where that speech impediment kind of made you feel like you didn't trust him. Well, that's and, the thing. Was your was he pretending, or is that really how he speaks, too? Kind of thing. I think I think that's how that's how he speaks. Yeah. But I, I think I think for us <laughs> as the viewer, we view we viewed that as off putting. But I think for them in the film in the in the world, I think they they viewed that as oh he's flawed just like us. Maybe we should try to give this guy a chance, but but we don't trust him whole, fully. But there's something about him that that and that that. That makes me think maybe he can help us. I just, I, I love Benicio Del Toro. He always does things that are interesting. He always makes interesting choices. This time, it really just felt like an actor doing something for the sake of having something to do. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And, and I, I, it seemed more like a tick than a cork to me. Okay. Take that, Tammy. Tick that. I liked, I liked, I just like DJ. I think I thought it was cool. I thought, I thought it was kind of funny. I did love he, his moment. I did, and I may be stealing somebody's, but the, the moment uh, on the ship when he's talking to Finn about how the guy whose ship they stole sold to both the First Order and the Resistance. The good guys. I did, I did like what and he represented. That sort of gray area. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of, lot of, um, a lot of complicated stuff going on in the script, and he he represented a lot, a lot of that. So I did like that. But he did. The stuff. He did. Uh, he did give us a glimpse at the rest of the universe. You know, there's exactly. this war going on between this faction of the military and this faction of a rebellion. But the rest of the rest, the rest of the the universe is going on with life as usual. People are profiting. People are starving. And he's and he kind of clued he kind of clued them in, them them into that like. Yeah, you la- you guys live in a black and white world. I, you know, I I move through the gray areas, and uh, you know, so I, I I I think I think he he was a good character to uh, to sort of enlighten us to that. But the stutter, I like the stutter. Alrighty, that <laughs> <laughs> you're right as an American to be wrong. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my turn. My number four is a scene that we all. Couldn't wait for. We all wanted it to happen. We were hoping it was going to happen in The Force Awakens, and it's crushing that there won't be no scenes, I guess no new original scenes in the next movie, is when Luke and Leia reunite at the end. And it oh, you know what? That's actually my number four as well. Is it really? Yeah. That, that scene where he talks to her before he goes to face Ren. Yeah. Uh, we- yeah. No, so I, I'm not even going to... You know, Put a new one in there because I just love that so much. I think, I think you're right on point with that. Uh, it was just such a nice moment, and yeah, you you the history between those two characters. You knew it had been so long since they'd seen one another, and then obviously we know now that he wasn't really there. And I think she knew that because she was force sensitive enough to know. Yeah, and uh, I I just love that. You know, he kissed her on the head, gave yeah. her gave her Hans uh, dice. Mm. It's it's such a dice. moving moment that that you. I want to watch that on a loop because it's it's just so so good and it's so so much emotions there and it's it's sad, you know that that's that's it that that's the last time you're gonna you know I know she's gonna be in the new movie with old scenes or whatnot but it's just not the same kind of thing right it it's it that that scene was was I think was really well executed and the fact that Carrie Fisher had had died this was this was a way of putting a goodbye. Into the film, even though they didn't, they didn't really think that this was the last goodbye. Right. Uh, but it, it it was it was it 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 ended up being that it ended up being being the the, the final farewell. And 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 I, and, and I think it it works it works on a movie level, and I think it works in a real life le- level as well. If I can change the rules, I'm making this a best of five point five because after <laughs> after their little talk, and and then Luke sees. 3PO and winks at him. That's a point five right there on my list. <laughs> yeah. No, I love that. And I always wonder, let me ask you guys something. Uh, do you think that he did that because did 3PO know that he wasn't really there? Like something about C-3PO's yeah, sensors? Like as that's a pretty droid? cool. That's, that's kind of... Do you think he knew that it wasn't really him and he was just sort of winking at him to say, hey, keep this between us? 
eh, I, I kind of like that a little bit now. The little theory. Yeah. Yeah, but I think I think uh, C-3PO would not be able to keep his mouth shut. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point, too. He'd be, like, he'd be like, something's not right here. Wait a minute, he's not here! And then and that's yeah. it, you know? He's behind this curtain! No, no, it's not. Uh, but that 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 is that is a, that is a fantastic scene. I like I like your I like once your and I, once again Jeff and I match up because we're correct. you guys have these have these great scenes. I like the way these guys talk. I like the light switch when they turn on the light switch and it gets light. I like that. And then you turn it off and it's dark. Yes, it's on the light again. You can choose day or night. In your room. Inside the house. Remind me one time, I kid you not, I was watching a game and John Madden was doing the comment was the commentator. And at one point he goes, Now here's a guy, he puts his contact lenses in and he can see better to throw the ball. <laughs> uh, so I guess we're jumping right to Tim now because uh, his number three. Yeah. My number three. And it's a shame that we had an opportunity to have a great new character go into the next one. Uh, Admiral Holdo. Tim? Oh, Laura Dern. That's Laura Dern. My, that's my number three, also. I She, she comes on. A, a, I, there's something about her I find very sexy. Not Byling sexy. <laughs> she, Byling, sexy. Byling still takes the cake. Yeah. Uh, of, 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 my, of my two favorite purple purple cloaked uh women in star wars these these are my two favorite ones but uh she came on and she was she was very regal thought she was a little sexy um and uh and 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 i and i i and i like at the end where she redeems herself um from being what we initially think is just some some chick with a stick up her ass yeah it's a great you know. seeing that that scene in theaters and, and the and the and the movie theaters had a fucking warning on a piece of paper on the front glass saying there's a scene the in this movie Yeah, the scene in this movie where the sound goes out. That's part of the movie. Don't worry well, about it. It's everything's I will fine. Say, my number three my, my number three is actually kind of ties into that because it is that moment that you're talking about. Uh when she when she blasts through the yes. uh, the Star Destroyer and the sound just goes completely out. Yes, because yeah. they did that. You remember they did that in Episode Two in Attack yeah. of the Clones. When, yeah, the, the bomb uh, thing. Boba Fett was chasing Obi Wan, but I think it works. It was effective then, but I think this was just so much more effective because there was so much more emotion at play here. And I, I just, you could have heard a pin drop in the theater when yeah. that happened. Yeah, and when it when the sound came back in, I almost applauded because <laughs> it was just so moving. And and you know the fact again, she says Godspeed Rebels and. We see what she's doing, and we realize what she's doing right about the time she does it. And it, yeah, it was gave that character a reason for being in the film, and made you realize, oh, that's why they got Laura Dern for this because you need an actor who can pull off that moment, that one moment. Yeah, that that, she, and it was fantastic. She was great. I, I I just I just wish that we could have had her in the next one. It's like I I I I remember saying. Well, and you have to wonder this. had. Carrie Fisher not died, mm-hmm. or had they know had Carrie Fisher died earlier, if they had would have been able to go back and and save her, that. like yeah, they had and, and personally, you know, a lot of people have said they would have they would have preferred that to have been Admiral Akbar making that move instead of Holdo, yeah, and and I would have too, partly because I just wanted more of Admiral Holdo, yeah, yeah, as, I, as it stands, the, 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 that moment was wonderful. That's why it's my number three. So, like I said, we can we we sort of all 
coalesced on that one. Yeah, right, right they, in the middle. Yeah, they 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 definitely could have have reshot some things, rewritten some things, and and kept her alive. Um, they could have they could have digitally inserted uh, an Admiral Akbar or a Nine Numb, you know, in there. I I I I, I do I do wish that we could have had more of this character. It kind of seems like all of these movies we have, they, they, they're bringing characters in saying, here, welcome. Look at this character. Get to know him. Oh, they're dead. And they're dead, yeah. It's like, it was saying Han Solo, dead. This one, Holdo and uh, Luke, dead. Um, and and uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Supreme Leader Snoke, dead. Um, so I, 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 kind, I kind of wish that there was some more overlap rather than just killing everybody. It's... I would have liked to have seen more Holdo. Does anybody really know how fast she fucking was going? <laughs> seven. <laughs> <laughs> seven what? Just seven. <clears throat> that scene just... It's, I'm glad we, we all agreed on the same one. Right in the middle, number three. Yeah. Was, that, That's right. Fantastic. So, Tim, are you doing are number we, two Are we now? back to me again? Yeah. <laughs> well, number two. <laughs> My number two, uh, the Praetorian Guard... Fight. Uh, oh, that's that's mine. And I'm. Are you serious? What, what a what an unbelievably <clears throat> beautiful action sequence. I mean, this was jaw dropping. How how fantastically uh, choreographed, choreographed it was. Yeah. Shot cinematography, the colors, everything about it was perfection. It really it really was like. Looking at a painting, or or a or a uh, or a ballet on screen, it was it was fan freaking tastic. Well, and mine's actually a little bit different than his, so I'll wait and, and reveal my my actual number number two when it uh, after Chris does. But but you're right, that was that is the battle that I've wanted the entire time. And I know there, you know some people have made fun of the fact that you know at one point uh, I think one of their one of their spears disappears or something. Yeah, I saw, I saw that. Snafus. Yeah, but it's so well done. You know, we we wanted the royal guards to to unleash themselves in the first set of films. We never got to see it. This is the promise of that. Mm-hmm. And I just, yeah, it was. Oh, it was. I I just I was ready to just stand up and cheer when it was done because it was so freaking cool. Yeah, you you got to you got to see what. <clears throat> We had always heard that the royal guards could do, right? In uh, in, in this one, like, and the, and that scene where the guy had the the chain ones, or we like, yeah, like, that was my favorite moment. Ah, uh, yeah. so cool, dragging her toward him. And yeah. you know, I, the, you know, the royal guards were some of my favorite character designs from the first trilogy. And these guys, I went, I went nuts. In fact, uh, Pam, my girlfriend, got me uh, for my birthday, got me a Praetor- the Praetorian Guard Hallmark ornament because mm-hmm. she knew I was going to go out and buy it if she didn't. <laughs> gave it to me for my birthday ahead of time so that uh so that I wouldn't go out and get it but she knew that was going to be at the top of my list so that's yeah I and I've got three of them I think now sitting around my apartment in different places I love that design it it took me a little while to figure out that there were different helmets it uh, I, I didn't realize it at first I thought they were, thought they were all the same and then I was like wait a minute oh these are <laughs> slightly different uh I guess that's how, like, you can tell that one's Steve, that one's Reginald, and that one's Gustav. <laughs> Reginald. <laughs> Reggie. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so, Chris, you can tell us your number two, then I'll, I'll swing back around and talk about mine a little bit. Okay. Um, 
my number two is, is nowhere near as cool as what you guys are talking about. Number two, um, DJ Stutter. No, no, my my little thing is two seconds long, and it's because I'm a sap, and it's because it connects to the original trilogy, and it's the way he says it, and it's like, oh, it's heartbreaking. But at least he asked, "Where's Han?" Yes, that gives yeah. me gooseies. Yes, on my balls. It just <laughs> it's it's so like. Well, because uh, he has it's it's awesome because he hasn't even thought about it. And we haven't even thought about it because we know, and that, that it's like right before that happens, it was it dawned on me? He doesn't know. Yeah, he's been so closed off from the force that he he <clears throat> should have known, but he's been so closed off. And yeah, where's Han? Yeah, just two words, two seconds, and it's just it it gets you, and and it's it's when Chewie knocks down that door, and he's talking to Luke or yelling to Luke, and Ray comes in and talks to him and more, and where's the Falcon? The Falcon, wait. And that was it. And the camera zooms in. Look, fucking, I'm getting goosebumps now about it. <laughs> no, that's not that's not lame at all. That's a great moment. I had I didn't even think about that one because there there are so many great moments in the film. But you're right, and and Hamill just sells it. He doesn't overdo it at all. Yeah, it's yeah, very genuine. It's just very fine. That's that's because my he number two. Has to assume if he's not with the Falcon. Yeah, something has happened. They have to. It's like it's it's like um, Peter Bear and Jelly. They they go together. You know that where Han is, the Falcon is, and vice versa. And, just it's touching. It's it's it, it, it makes me sad again. I'm like, oh man, Han's gone. <laughs> which you know? which makes us think that how long how long has he been in exile? Is I would assume I th- it's been years. Yeah, yeah. I assume, which, yeah. They make it seem like it's been years. So they they so I I, I guess we we can assume that the the Falcon has been on Jakku after Luke went into exile. So after after all of this stuff happened with Kylo Ren and the Knights of Ren and the temple blowing, at that point Han still had the Falcon. Sometime after, shortly after that, when it went to Jakku. Yeah, one would assume. Yeah, I was assume he's been on Jakku for for years as well. Yeah. So that's my number oh, two. Where's Where's Han? It, that's, that's, that's that's a great that's a great choice. Chris. Where's Waldo? Um, my number two, I had down the entire, that entire throne room sequence. So what I, what I will talk about is a sequence leading up to that fight. Um, Snoke is so evil in this sequence. Yeah. He is evil incarnate and I freaking loved it. Andy Serkis did a wonderful job. Chris, one thing you've got to watch on the, the Blu-ray, I believe it's yeah. on there. You can watch this scene with Andy Serkis in the motion capture stuff. Oh, seriously. Snoke, it is so much scarier with Andy Serkis mm. doing it. It is so much more effective. Um, so d- open it up if for no other reason than just to watch that. And uh, I- I'm pretty sure it-, it should be on the Blu-ray. If not, do your digital copy and it's on there. Okay. Um, but that whole sequence, and when when um, it, it, you know it mirrors the the scene in the Death the Death Star at the end of Return of the Jedi where he's showing Ray through that spyglass or whatever it is the the fleet getting blown to bits it's it's just it's a callback to the scene in jedi when luke was watching it out the window of the death star that was great then when he put her on her knees in front of kylo and he's saying even now he turns his blade towards his 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 uh towards his foe and then he just freaking slices snoke in half yeah so great so we get that then we go the battle with the uh, with the uh, the guards and then we have that one moment where Ray thinks that uh, 
mm. Kylo is going to turn. Yeah, the light for the few seconds. Her. Yeah, and then there's then you realize no, he's not doing that. And my heart sank just like Ray's did in that moment. And I think this whole sequence was just so wonderfully realized and and so perfectly edited and perfectly presented that it's it's one of my favorite scenes in any film. Period. Much less Star Wars. Maybe my favorite sequence in all of Star Wars. Man, that's excellent choices, guys. So where are we at? We're at number one for, uh, oh, for we're you, at number one. For you, Tim, yeah. Numero uno. Um again, this is this is this is a little vague. <laughs> <laughs> I like the part uh, with the stars and the war. Yeah, and the war and the stars. <laughs> I like that. The, the, this is the thing I love most about the Last Jedi. I like that we went in there. We all had we all had certain expectations, even though we said we didn't go in there with any expectations. We went in there with certain expectations. We went in there expecting, okay, Luke is going to be the hero. This sort of stuff. I liked that everything that we went in there with was completely thrown out the window, and we came out of there, and you were truly surprised at everything that happened in there. You're truly surprised that Luke didn't give a shit about the Jedi, about the force. You're truly surprised that Snoke died like a pathetic guy. And and his body was sitting there with his tongue hanging out like a dog. (laughs) Uh, It it was actually, yeah, (laughs) you, you truly, you, you, you truly were surprised that Luke sacrificed himself. Uh, and you know, there, and, and you were, you were truly surprised that the that the resistance basically turned into uh, a small classical combo. It was like twelve people. Um, even though even though we've been taught, you know, the second one shit goes down and it's hard for the the heroes. It's 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 tough on the heroes if we go by what the the previous trilogies are. But everything went out the window with the exception of that. Um, so. We all expected Luke to be the hero. We all and any any was in a different way, but we I, I I think just the fact that we we have no idea where it's going and uh, and all all bets are off at this point. We have no idea, and it's 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 fantastic. I love being in this uncharted territory where we can't predict uh, accurately what we think is going to happen in the next one. I agree 100%. I loved it. Chris? Uh, that's your number one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got nothing. Do you like to do you like to be different? You know, 98% of the world thought one thing and you guys saw something else. <laughs> well, and See, I, 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 I I'm one of those people that I truly went in with zero expectations. And I I forced myself to do that because that way I'm not really ever disappointed. That's that's but smart. Really that's a good. I, did, that's a, I went in with no expectations. I just wanted a good movie, and that's what I got. But I think. Yeah. But I think even even. But even even you saying that, I do. I do think there was some part of you that felt Luke is going to train her like like Yoda did. Uh, he's he's and and I guess he kind of did if you if if you, if you look at it in another way. But I think I think people thought he was going to be the Obi Wan. Uh, and he was going to go on the adventures with her, and and when we didn't get that. Uh, I, th- I think I think that that rubbed people the wrong way. Um, and rather than just sitting with it and letting it sink in and looking at it 
on its own merits. Yeah. They've chosen, a lot of people have chosen to just continue to stay mad because he didn't check off all the boxes that yeah. they put on their checklist before they went in, which now, is I know a this, stupid thing to do. This, this doesn't yeah, speak said, for everyone. I know, I know we have listeners that, that believe one way and we have listeners that believe another way. And we have other listeners that believe completely differently than all three of us. Uh, and that's fine. Um, but yeah, I, I do, I do think that that was that some of the backlash, not all of it, some of the backlash for some of the people had to do with they had a, they, they they did go in there with preconceived notions of what a Star Wars movie should be, and when they didn't get it, that disappointed them and made them angry. And you wouldn't like them when they're angry. Yeah. <laughs> Bing ding ding ding. Ten million little hulks. Chris, uh, what's your number one? My number one. I was just waiting. Was already said because it was you guys number two. Oh, the guard fight. Oh, the, the throne room. Yeah, the throne room was just—it's so kick-ass. It's it is. Show me them teaming up and kicking ass and lightsabering around, and it's just—I was at the edge of my seat. I remember watching that and I was like, "Holy shit, what is this?" And edge of my seat, it was amazing. That—that that was my favorite scene in this movie. It, it was, and uh, my number one—the only reason—is the only reason that that in it. My number one actually is still a part of that scene. So. When I say that that scene is maybe my favorite <laughs> sequence in any Star Wars film, you see why now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because my number one is the reveal that Ray's parents are nobody. And I hope that that is not changed in the next film. Because, you know, Tim, you talked about this not giving people what they wanted and, and not, yeah. not, not giving us what we expected. Everybody expected that her parents were going to be someone. And when he says they were junk traders, they're nothing. You come from nothing. You're nothing. I just thought it was brilliant because chances are her parents were nobody. And I, I just think it's, it's brilliant storytelling and it puts, it, it turns things on their head and it, it gives that character truly uh, unlimited options. You know, she's not beholden mm-hmm. to her past. She can just be who she wants to be. Yeah. And I thought it was a bold move. I thought it was a brave move and I loved it and I fully support it. And I really hope that they don't walk it back in the next film, when we find out that that Kylo was was lying about it, well, that's, but you know what? If yeah. he does, if they do go that route and it works, great. I'm all for it. I just don't want it to be. If they do it, I want them to do it right. Mm-hmm. That's what Tim was saying with the with expectations. We all were hoping yeah. that she had parents who we knew from another movie, and and that didn't happen. Well, that was. I mean, that was all the talk for the previous two years. Was who's raised parents? Who's raised parents? Who's raised parents? She's Obi Wan's daughter. She's so and so's daughter. She's so and and I, I kind of like the idea of it. The the universe is huge. There are, you know, Googleplexes of beings out there. They don't all have to be interconnected that closely. And uh, and, well, and that's and, something you guys have talked about on the sh- on on Swick several times. That the, the universe just the, the galaxy seems so small because everybody knows everybody else. Yeah. yeah. You know, everybody knows Jabba the Hutt, or everybody owes money to Jabba the Hutt, or something like that. And it's. It's it's re- it was refreshing to me to be able to say yeah well no we don't know who this who this person is and and it was uh, and at the end of the movie the, it, it's kind of echoed in the little kid with the broom that little kid is a nobody um, as far as we know maybe as far as as far as we know as as of <laughs> as of the recording of this that little kid is a nobody but there he is he 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 he's showing talent and. He could he could ride. Show in town. Like He's fucking sweeping in the air. Can you, Can do, you that? do that? 
I haven't tried it. <laughs> oh, well, wait. Tim and I both just say the same thing at the exact same time. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> but no, I, I, I think I honestly think that 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 was intentionally put in there to echo that statement. Like, you know, all of, there's there's a, there's a new generation of Jedi that are coming up that aren't related to other Jedi. If Jedi weren't allowed to procreate, uh, you know. That 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 was that was one of the things in the Jedi. Thou shalt not fuck. Um, <laughs> thou shalt not have kids. So if if that was the only way that 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 Jedi's are made, the Jedi would be like, you know, go in that room. That's our rabbit room. Make like rabbits. <laughs> uh, so the the it kind of like Jurassic Park. Life finds a way. The Force finds a way, and the Force wants to lift people up from uh, desperate situations and that little kid's getting beat up by whatever that 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 dude is in the, the horse thing and and ray was in a desperate situation there and the, the force uh surrounded her and helped lift her up so I, I i think that's i think that's 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 what i think we're getting out of this trilogy is we're we're saying it's it's not about hereditary it's a it, it sometimes the force will select you because of your station, your situations, and uh, and I and I I hope that, that that it continues that way. But we'll have to wait and see. Uh, next one it goes out is like, oh, it's, uh, Lando's daughter. Oh, well, well, look at my daughter. <laughs> Back off, Lando. <laughs> yeah. right. so, well, I, well, I mean, we'll have to wait and see. The the trilogy's not over yet. One more to go, and then we get what a. Another trilogy, and then we got John Favreau's ten episode thing. We got cartoons. We'll probably get that. I think we'll probably get that before we get the uh, the new trilogy. Yeah, cartoons yeah. coming out. I mean, there's Star Wars from now until we're gone. Yeah, we're not gonna <laughs> live. We're not gonna live to see all the new Star Wars stuff. Yeah, yeah. we're not gonna live to see the end of Star Wars. Well, unless uh, unless unless Episode Nine flops, then we've lived to see the end of Star Wars. Well, unless Disney runs it into the ground like they did. Who wants to be a millionaire? <laughs> yeah, having on every night. Killing the golden goose, and, and that show's still on. Isn't that show still on like, in the afternoon? Yeah, but it's not. It's not the same show that it was twenty yeah. years ago. If Regis is isn't on it, is it Regis or no? He's not the host, is he? Anymore? Meredith was... Vieira. Meredith Vieira. That's right. Why do the I know so much about? Who wants to be a millionaire? <laughs> yeah, no. Do you remember when the View started and Meredith Vieira was on there, and we and everybody was like, "Who is this vision, Meredith Vieira?" And now, you know, here it is. This twenty years later, still looks good. Don't get me wrong, but. Back then, Meredith Vieira was a fine-looking woman. Jesus, then put it back in your pants. Meredith Vieira, Meredith Vi- Viagra, Viagra. <laughs> well, let's let's do a recap. Let's go. Um, Tim went first, right? This time around. Yep. What's so five number to five. One? General Hux. Number three, DJ's stutter. Well, I'm sorry. Number four, DJ stutter. Number three, Admiral Holdo. Number two, the Praetorian Guard fight. And number one, the fact that everything was thrown out of the window and all expectations uh, were were erased. All right. Uh, my number five was when Chewie was hungry and ate a porg, or <laughs> held, held a cooked porg, I guess. Number four was the sweet moment of Luke and Leia reuniting. And it feels so good, right, Tim? Yeah, it feels so good. <laughs> number three was Lord Dern's sacrifice. Hold that was... Fucking phenomenal! The 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 
the no sound of it was why it was so phenomenal. <laughs> Number two was Where's Han? Oh, goosebumps. And number one was the Kylo Ren and the Ray fight with all the guards. Dig it. Interesting that we had so much overlap in this one, and we had all, we had no overlap no. on the last yeah. one. I know. Uh, my number five was uh, was uh, Rose telling Finn, "That's dummy. how we're going to win, not by killing what we hate, but saving what we love." Dummy, dummy, you big dummy. Number four was a scene of Luke talking to Leia before he goes out to face Kylo Ren, and that, that really touching moment between yeah. the two of them. Yeah. I'm not here, Leia, dummy. Number three was uh, like Chris was Holdo smashing through the Star Destroyer, Ooh, yeah. and just the, the way that entire scene was done and giving her character some weight and a, and a send off that she maybe hadn't earned but definitely deserved. I'm gonna sacrifice myself, Tommy. Number two was the the throne room sequence and the Praetorian guards, like we all talked about, kick Possibly butt, my stab, favorite dummy. sequence in Star Wars period. And number one is the very end of that scene when we find out that Ray's parents are nobody. Dummy, parents are dummies. Dummy kind of rolls into Tim's, you know, putting all the expectations on their ear. Yeah, I, I love I, that movie. It's it it really is. It's the movie is a, is a thinker. Uh, there there is a lot there's a lot to talk about. Some people don't don't didn't like it. That's your that's your prerogative, uh, Chris. Your dick. Uh, <laughs> I like moments. I really you know what's love. Funny? You know what's moments. funny is this film reminds me a lot of The Empire Strikes Back because it deals with a lot of. Of, of weighty issues like in the Empire Strikes Back. And I remember when I was a kid, when the Empire Strikes Back came out, people didn't like it as much as Star Wars. I remember specifically my brother talking to one of his teachers, actually, about it, and they were both talking about how it was okay, but it was just there was too much drama. The first one was just a fantasy. This one was not what we were expecting. And now, you know, 30 years later, it's everybody's favorite. So yeah. I think this is a film that's going to age better than uh, some of the others. Uh, I have a feeling. I have a feeling it will as as well. I I mean I I thought that, but I also I thought that that uh, people would would stop complaining about Phantom Menace, and uh, here it is, almost twenty years, and people are still like, "Ugh, yeah. Gungans." Yeah, that's a so, shame. <laughs> that's a shame. Well, the, the difference is, the Last Jedi is a good movie. <laughs> I, I I I still the Phantom Menace is still my favorite of the prequels. As much as I enjoy uh, uh, Revenge of the Sith, I, I I find myself just sitting back and enjoying the Phantom Menace more than than any of the other prequels. What's weird? You guys have seen you guys have seen Black Panther, right? Yeah. Yeah. Next time you watch it, that final battle. Think about the end of the Phantom Menace. They basically yeah. remade the end of the Phantom. Yeah, Menace they did. With Black yeah. Panther. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm sitting here looking at my episode two sign poster, thinking I could do a best of fives of that. <laughs> there, uh, honestly, episode two. There is there is a lot of good stuff. Okay, in episode two. It's been a so, while since I've seen that one, so I'm gonna have to actually it's been a re- while. rewatch that one. Well, uh, yeah. So we're gonna do this for all of the movies because we're Star Wars fans. We love Star Wars, and f- for for movies that are two hours long. There's a, there's at least five things that we love in every Star Wars movie, even even the Clone Wars movie, uh, even even the, the Ewok adventures. Uh, there's there's five things we we can find in 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 all of these movies that that we really love. Did anyone so, of you guys have honorable mentions? I had I had two of them. No, 
No. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 had, I, I had originally, I'd originally written um, Hux as my honorable mention because I had, I had put the Praetorian Guard separate from the Praetorian Guard fight, but then I was like, you know, I'll just combine the two because they, they, they go hand in hand. I, uh, I do love the opening of the film, the opening sequence that you know that you guys were talking about with uh, where he, where, where uh, O is is punching yeah. out Hux and that, that whole the bomber run and everything. That whole sequence is, I, I think, perfectly edited. I think it's wonderful. I just love the way the, the film opens. It's a, it's a great it's a great opening. It is a great opening. It's a great a great opening for a great film. I, I had you, Chris. I had um Luke and Kylo's face off. I thought that was really. You know, yeah. even though he, he he wasn't really there, it was still cool to watch. It was great. And I had Ray's vision. I thought was um. See, most people hate that. I thought it was cool. Doesn't yeah. add anything to the story, but it is a really cool moment. Yeah, it's 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 so many so much shit happening. Like what? Unanswered questions. You know, like I want more. And we'll get it. Episode nine. Episode nine. And um, it, it's episode nine questions answered. That's what it's called. <laughs> You know what? You know what? Best of fives I'd like to do at some point. Yeah. Our top five favorite moments of Dick Tracy. <sighs> top five moments of Dick is, is, is that what you want to do? Tracy. <laughs> well, well, Jeffrey. Once again, thank you for being on with us. Thank you, and, and once again, anyone who wants to listen to more of me can find me on Marvin Dog Media on my show, Talking Toys with Taylor and Jeff, with my buddy Taylor. Or on Comics with Kenobi, where I review weekly comics with my friend Matt Moore. Or on the Geek Supreme on the Assembly of Geeks Network, where I just uh, act like a general jackass uh, <laughs> for an hour every week. <laughs> if if you if you haven't listened to Talking Toys, that's 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 the only show that I listen to of Jeff's. Sorry, uh, <laughs> but right. I, I, have, I haven't listened to the other shows. I'm sorry. But Talking Toys is a, is a fantastic show. It so really if, is. If you are if you are uh, of of a certain age. Uh, it, it really is. It's a. It's a. It's a really, a really well done show. Except when they talked about the, the DC Toy Biz line, where I was just kept. So, I kept getting so angry that you guys didn't like that line better. <laughs> oh, no, Taylor did. Taylor, I call Taylor the toy apologist. He's never met a toy he doesn't <laughs> like. I really, I really enjoyed my, my favorite episodes of, of course, when you do the the classic vintage Star Wars ones. Those are always cool to go yeah, back we, to. We we hit a slowdown on that. It's been we've had a hard time getting. Dave on for his show, uh, so I'm hoping that uh, we can make that happen so we can have Chris on because we haven't had Chris. We're supposed to come on to talk about uh, Power of the Force two, so we may just uh, may have to have you on to talk about uh, Power of the Force one, and back on to talk Power of the Force two. We right. can't even get Dave on to talk swag <laughs> from time to time. You have him do our show first, and then he can yeah. do your show. All right. Right. So, yeah, well, but, I would, I would this, worry about this, him hearing this, this but I assume he doesn't listen to podcasts either. <laughs> well, well, thank you for listening to this Best of Fives, and tune in next time when we talk about Rogue One. One. Thanks for listening to Star Wars in Character. Star Wars in Character is part of the NeoZaz.com network of podcasts. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, please visit www.neozaz.com. Star Wars in Character is not affiliated with nor endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited or 20th Century Fox. Star Wars and all...